Need a powerful ally to fight daily bugs and serious pathogens? Allicin Med is the powerful universal pathogen killer's latest advance of German-sourced Allicin, enzymatically stabilized to clear the body of bacteria, fungi, mycobacteria, and parasites. It penetrates body biofilms and is non-toxic to tissues. Pathogen resistance cannot develop for long-term body-optimized wellness. Clear stealth pathogens that promote autoimmune disease, cancer and vascular inflammation and plaque and promote healing of tissues. Now pathogen-free. With 200 milligrams more power than prior Alamed, you can't get a more powerful ally to fight daily bugs and serious pathogens. Give your body what it needs. Allison Med. Order Dr. Bill Deagle's Nutridyne at 888-212-8871 or Nutramedical.com. That's 1-888-212-8871 or Nutramedical.com. And listen to the Nutramedical Report on the Genesis Radio Network with open lines every weekday. Nutramedical.com, bringing nutrition and medicine together. This program is brought to you by the Genesis Communications Network, a world leader in talk radio since 1998. Visit GCNlive.com today. Back to the Nutramedical Report, we have uh, Tony, our chemist, that over making our Nutridine, which is a test-activated iodine. Don't take the foolish belief that someone else is something equivalent to ours. They don't. They're just, uh, we call, <laughs> uh, I call, <coughs> vitamin confabulators. Now, let's go over what's going on with the flu. And I'm, and I'm going to put together a video this weekend explaining it. I trained under Dr. Robert Brown, who's a bioweaponeer, bacteriologist, virologist, who worked for DARPA and Bethesda, Maryland, and he was on the campus of Rutgers campus working on what's called the T-Virus Project in 1971-72. In his Ph.D. in bacteriology, virology, I trained under him, okay, so I know about the bioweapon projects and how they make bioweapons. And they discovered back in uh, Baton Rouge, Louisiana, when they're doing their bioweapon research, and by the way, the guy that they accused of being the assassin for JFK, do you know what his job was? He was a bioweaponeer. Did you know that? I did not. No. No, he was just a, also a, a useful body to throw into the heap to say that he was the one who assassinated JFK, which he didn't. So what you understand is that they did is they take animals like ferrets and they expose them to cobalt-60 we use for cancer. Treatment, which is really a bad idea, by the way. And when you weaken an animal, whether it's just because of malnutrition or infection or whatever, uh, the weakened animal has high free radical load, and it changes the virus and makes it much more weaponized. So if you expose an animal to biotoxins or radiation, you weaponize it. Now, I can't tell you whether it was a bench weaponization, but the H3N2 has been getting more lethal each year. And the vaccines, by the way, become more and more useless. So if you had the vaccine, you actually probably increase your chances of getting the flu by up to twice or 200%. Now, if you want to get rid of the flu, you have to, what you have to understand is the characteristics of this particular flu. This one doesn't need you to cough on someone. If you just breathe near somebody within six feet, they can get an inoculum or enough viral particles to get infected. That's now CDC position. They, they're closing hospital emergency rooms and actually using hallways as waiting rooms 
for people coming in with potential flu. And they're trying to divert them to a different part of the emergency department. And if you get the flu, they're putting on closed wards where you can't come in and visit. Did you know that right across the country? Now, my grand- grandmother lost a brother and a sister for the 1918 flu 100 years ago. And what happened is that her sister caught it. And then the brother wanted to hold his sister before they closed the casket. And the next week they buried him too. Wow. Now, this, the reason why this is particularly deadly is three characteristics. Number one, the inoculum or number of viral particles necessary to infect you is minuscule. You can just breathe near somebody. You don't need to cough on them, and they can get enough viral particles to get infected. Number two, it grows in deep lung tissue, which means it's likely to be really warm. It grows in the deep lung tissue, not just in your pharynx and your, in your throat. It grows deep in the lungs. So you may not even cough before you get low bar pneumonia and go into respiratory failure and die. It also means you don't have to be a smoker or have previous lung damage from serious infections like cystic fibrosis to get a serious infection and low bar pneumonia or respiratory failure. You can be an athlete. The third characteristic, this damn virus persists. It doesn't last 10 days or two weeks. It can go last a month or more. You can actually do tests on them, and this damn virus stays around. Now, if you think this is the worst of the three viral strains that are likely to strike, you're wrong. Because the CDC and the uh, people that are involved with WHO, I call the WHO, <laughs> World Health Organization, they say the strains coming are worse. This one is jamming up emergency rooms. It's killing more people than it has at least 13 years. My guess is when they get the stats in, it's going to be probably the worst flu probably in 50 to 100 years. This is worse than the, than w, the, the what's called the H5N1 or the H1N9 flu that we had back in 2009. This is a lot worse. I know I picked the damn thing up, and luckily I had Nutridine, which is number one, 15 to 20 drops three times a day. And, in fact, in my little drink I have beside me here, I'll be popping in probably 60 drops to make sure the damn thing doesn't come back because it does relapse. You can have this freaking flu, and a month after you have it, because I picked it up a month ago coming back in flights from Las Vegas, and it can relapse and get you. Now, my wife would never get sick. She didn't even have school sicknesses. She never missed a day in school. She picked up this flu, and she hasn't had the flu ever. She's 62. She's never had the flu before. All right? Wow. It's strange. And it made her so sick, she lost, I'm thinking, uh, must be 20 or 25 pounds. Wow. Wow. And she's like she's like the kind of person that has a genetics like her aunt that lived to be 104. She's got, you know, Viking, pristine, shield maiden, Oh, my God, genetics. Like, she doesn't take any pills for any drug except lots of supplements, which we have. But she doesn't get sick, okay? <laughs> Period. And never has. And she got this damn thing. And it's still persisting, so she takes Nutridine every day. Now, <clears throat> we tell you additionally take Nutridefense that blocks the viral receptor binding domain with polyphenon. And the uh, special components that actually block the viral capsule of all RNA and DNA viruses and boost your NK killer cells. We have... Allison Med from Germasource, and we have my Nutri Silver, which is the Angstrom hydrogenated silver in the liposomal enzymatic envelope. Nobody, not idiots and morons and, and scammers like Horowitz and others that think they have something equivalent to what we have, they don't. For God's sake out there, thinking you're going to get something better by listening to the Nutri Medical Report and running all over health, health creation to try to save yourself from either disease states or serious infection. And if you think this is the worst of viruses and so on coming, real bioweapons, which are down the road, are going to happen. If we have a nuclear conflict with nations like 
North Korea or Iran, did you know where all the biopreparat programs went after the fall of the Soviet Union in 1989? They couldn't buy borscht or Russian sausage, so they all went to Tehran and Syria. Did you know that? I had no idea. All those Russian scientists went to Syria and Iran, most of them to Iran. So if we tick off these mullahs, they're not just going to fire a missile at Israel or at Europe, which, by the way, they had missiles that can now strike Europe. They're going to fire off bioweapons. They'll have some idiot that's got a spray bottle of lyophilized spray in the back of his refrigerator, and he's going to pray, say, arrange his prayer mat to face east toward Mecca, and he's going to say a prayer and his final prayer to go visit Allah when he dies, if he dies. And he's going to go with a spray bottle and a, a bus window or a, a, a subway and spray the damn stuff out the window, and it's going to be a serious bioweapon. Now, if you think Dr. Deagle doesn't know how to make bioweapons, think again. Okay, I'm not an average broadcaster. I'm doing this because I got exposed to hell having been the exit examiner for the Alpha P. Murrow building. I was forced to face the truth that our government will kill its own citizens. And now, of course, they're going to come up with this letter showing that the Department of Justice and the FBI actually, like the GRU and KGB in Russia, are internal uh, regulatory agencies to actually persecute, kill, and dismember their own citizens if they disagree with the powers that be at the top of the government. Our government killed citizens in Oklahoma City, 168 individuals, including children, and killed 3,000 U.S. citizens, and 75,000 have died prematurely since 9-11 who live in lower Manhattan, including firefighters that I still take care of and other rescue workers. Okay? So get a life. And by the way, this isn't open to your damned opinion. You might want to argue with Dr. Deagle. I'm going to play mixed mental martial arts with your cortex. I'm not going to take captives here, okay? Now, if you think Dr. Deagle's nice, how long have you been delusional? Now, I'll defend you. I'll die for you. But I won't take a centillion of your crap from anybody, not even from God himself. And he doesn't give me crap because he's always straight up, okay? But I can tell you this flu this season, you better pay attention. It's killing a lot of people. In fact, the numbers that I've heard is that at least 100 people a week are dying across the country. When the whole number comes out, it's going to be multiples of the total national death, which is usually around 40,000-plus dead, a lot more than car accidents. But this year's it's going to be multiples of that. And the other two strains coming, the big one that I'm really worried about is H7N9 coming in from China. But that's nothing compared to if we start a military conflict with North Korea and Iran. They're going to blast bioweapons on us. And if you don't have bioweapon protection, things like our NIOSH masks and our defense wipes, and especially Neutradine, I'm not going to say God help you, because if you listen to this program, he already has. But if you don't take action, it's going to be grisly. Because the flu is killing people, and it's damaging their lung tissue, and it's putting people at respiratory failure on a And, you know, I'm, I'm a hard guy, okay, uh, but I'm an old trauma burn doctor. Let's put it this way. If I'm at the hospital x-ray disease in the South of Chicago or I'm in Georgia or back in Calgary or whatever, or Vancouver General Hospital, which is the second largest hospital complex on the planet besides the Karolinska, and you've got something really bad. You've got a 60% burn to your body. You've got a chunk of windshield through your chest and you're dying of a hemonorothorax and you're sucking your last few breaths. 
You want somebody who can be cool-headed and have his peach juice afterward when my blood sugar hits the floor. After my adrenaline's right through the freaking ceiling and I'm staying calm while I'm trying to get a chest tube and get you intubated so I can get you to the operating room so you won't bleed to death. Now, I'm going to tell you right now, as an infectious disease doc, as I trained in bacteriology before I went to medicine in 1973, and trained under a bioweapon here and knowing these things and working with the CDC and FBI, this H3N2, I can't say absolutely it's a bioweapon, but it sure as hell is acting like one. And I'll tell you what, have you ever heard of the, uh, the vaccine that was made in Fort Lupton, Kansas, 1917, 1918? They accidentally created the 1918 flu. Did you know that? I did not. So they were making a vaccine with pig blood and pigs in Fort Lupton, Kansas, and they had humans, so they had created a recombinant flu virus between human and pig blue flu, and that's why this virus became so deadly, because it grew in lower in the lung tissue, persisted infection. And so when people were flying to Spain, that's why they called it the Spanish flu, they didn't die in America. They died when they got to hospitals after their planes arrived in Spain, and then the flu took off and killed them. And I, I actually have pictures of nurses running around with oxygen tanks, and they run around and give some, make somebody pink for five minutes. And once they're pinked up, they run to the next bed, and they had open beds like an award. So if someone's coughing, their cough spread over all hundreds of beds because there's so many men sick. And they go along with the oxygen thing and just kind of pick them up and run to the next bed because they figure as long as they're pink, they're not dead. <laughs> Believe it or not. Now, they had the old iron lung back then, and, of course, if they did have an iron lung and you ended up on a ventilator, you know, you didn't have a lot of chances of survival, but you had more than nothing. And if you get really bad, let me finish here. What you get really bad in the, 19, uh, in the 2009 flu in Britain, how many ECMO machines, which is heart-lung bypass machines, because if you don't survive on a ventilator, the next thing to do is put you on a heart-lung bypass machine for days. How many machines do you think they had in Britain with a population of over 65 million for Greater Britain? Not very many. No, I want you to make a number. Give me a number. <laughs> um, probably 20. Five. Oh, wow. Five. They weren't being used in heart bypass operations and so on. Five free machines that could be used for people who were in terminal that couldn't even stall, tolerate a ventilator. So you got to understand, when I tell people, don't go there. And, you know, I'm hearing stories every day I turn on Fox News, this 13-year-old girl died, this guy died. Then, of course, the people are taking the drugs, like, for example, Tamiflu, and this kid this morning a report that he killed himself because it says right on the package, if you take this, you might have weird thoughts and kill yourself. And now the family are suing the drug company because their son took the Tamiflu and he's dead. He killed himself. 13. Wow. The same with some of these other things. Or if you take other vaccines, you got to understand the vaccines are laced with what's called adjuvants. Usually these are toxic chemicals or heavy metals that increase the antibody response. But remember, it may not just be antibodies against the pathogens. It can be against your own tissue. So you can develop pseudotumor cerebri, intracranial hypertension, autoimmune disease where it attacks different tissues, narcoleptic attacks where you fall asleep, autoimmune disease, and cancer. People say, oh, Dr. Deagle, you're making that up. I said, I'm a medical legal doctor. I'm like half a lawyer. I could go back to law school in a year, have a full LD degree, and just say, to hell with radio. I'm just going to go and grab people by the neck and throw them into prison after we sue the hell out of them. Okay? So how, how does taking a vaccine cause an autoimmune disease? If, uh, what it's well, the vaccine basically stimulates an antibody response. 
And the antibody response identifies these body proteins, which are part of your organs, like your kidneys and your brain and your liver and your thyroid, mm-hmm. and attacks them. So now you have a whole bevy of not only antibodies, but activated T lymphocytes to follow the antibodies to go and attack your tissues. So you get anti-thyroid antibodies, you get adrenal antibodies, you get antibodies to attack the blood-brain barrier in your cortex. You know, how many kids do you think that get heavy vaccines have autism, and how many of them have anti-brain antibodies and actually live virus growing in their brain tissue? Because they don't have an active Probably immune good. system. A lot. Probably okay. a good amount of them, yeah. 28% of the people at Cornell University six years ago discovered that when they died of dementia, they grew viruses they had as childhood vaccines. And childhood viruses they got when they were a child. So 28%. What, I was, what I was wondering, too, was to cause that autoimmune disease and for your antibodies to attack the certain tissues, what do they recognize as a foreign substance? That well, I'll give you an example. Uh, and I was talking to one of those research scientists presenting at the Academy of Anti-Aging Medicine. We're going to collaborate on some projects. If you do advanced mm-hmm. immunotoxicology, which, you know, I'm a curious guy, but I believe like a carpenter measure twice, cut once. So when I started measuring this, this is oh, maybe almost 30 years ago, and working with places like immunosciences and antibody assay research labs and other labs, I'd actually measure antibodies against uh, multiple pathogens like HHV6 in Glen Village, Nevada, you know, uh, respiratory syncytial virus, et cetera. And the average person that had that thought they just had, you know, like uh, Lyme disease, they had six pathogens and antiviral, antispirochete uh, antibodies showing active infections not just one. They had on average five to six. And they wonder why they were screwed up. And by the way, these are the things that chew away at your eyeballs when you're going blind from respiratory syncytial virus or your artery walls. People think it's just nanobacteria that grow around your gums. Wrong. It's not just nanobacteria. They can have RSV. They can have all kinds of bugs, which you can pick up on a metapathia hunter scan, by the way, uh, which I can do. And we have three peripheral sites, soon to have five. I also have the capacity now to do what's called a peripheral uh Metapathia scan. And by the way, I'm making this announcement. If people go through a full consult and metapathia scan, they're going to be put in a hat. And I'm going to select, it won't be random either, I'm going to select a person who gets to spend a day with Dr. Bill. They get to do everything. I'll do a, you know, the scans on them. I'll show all my fancy laboratory, you know, like Dexter's lab. I'll show them all the stuff I'm researching, which is going to change medicine forever. They get to actually come to visit, and we'll even take them to dinner. But they got to do a full consult metapathy scan, either one of the sites, etc. Okay? And a full consult. But people have to understand, I'm not just at the cutting edge. I'm so far beyond the cutting edge of these things. And I use labs to verify it. So I'm not just saying, this is Deagle's opinion, he's psychotic. No. I can tell you with testing, and when I see the behavior of these viruses, and I've had, you know, Henry L. Nyman, who's a distant relative of mine, by the way, his name Nyman, is similar to Nyma. So he's a blood descendant of Moshe, by the way. That's part of the reason why he's smart. <laughs> and you have to understand this, that we're living in a very dangerous world. The Candida auris, which came in Japan a year and a half ago, kills 30% of people that are even in getting top care in the U.S. intensive care unit. 30% of people with Candida auris, just a fungus infection, die in the ICU here in America. Wow. Now, if you don't realize that this flu is getting, these flus are getting more and more convergently dangerous, and we don't know if they're even being weaponized. <clears throat> we don't. I can tell you right now, uh, I can assemble a lab in a 5,000-square-foot facility in a garage for less than a quarter million dollars that can make some of the most deadly bioweapons in human history. And if I can do that myself, even in my retirement, you can imagine what a bevy of advanced scientists with access to all kinds of equipment and technology can do. And make it look like it's, hey, that's just an accident. How did it get weaponized? 
I don't know, but it's killing lots of Americans now, and it's jamming up the emergency room, and people are afraid to even go shopping or go to restaurants. Uh, Jim Cole is here, and he has two things to talk about in this uh, two segments. First, we have the Sonic Life, and I'm making more progress every day. Uh, Jim, you know what my latest advance is? I was able to actually pull off the Metapathy Hunter scan, the uh, metatherapy and uh, nozode frequencies actually from uh, Metapathy or from the Russian Academy of Sciences machine. So I can actually download it and record it now. That's, that's really cool. In other words, I can take the treatment frequencies now, I just talked a few days ago to Dr. Kondrat, and he told me the specific frequencies, and they're all basically under uh, 200 hertz. People say, well, these are really thousands of hertz. No, they're not. The atomic hertz of the minerals that actually uh, turn on and off your genes are in the really low frequency range, which is why low-frequency electropollution is particularly dangerous. And that's what the Stetsrizer does. It blocks that. So unless EMF has a Stetsrizer plug-ins, you can go around your home, and if you've got a lot of low frequencies, these are actually... Disatomic resonance that jam your cells so they won't absorb minerals. It turns out the ones that turn on inflam- uh, your healing or turn off inflammation are probably atomic resonances. And I'm going to get all the specific numbers that Dr. Conrad has and his colleagues in microcurrent. Uh, and uh, these atomic resonances, I'm if someone purchases a Sonic Life machine, I'm going to send them free FREE, the MP3, and I'll sell them at a reasonable price, a little Soyo mini amp. Uh, and the cables and attachment, attachments, in fact, those will be posted up this week, by this weekend probably, uh, to be able to interface with their, with their Sonic Life uh, machine and actually play the downloads through their little, their cell phone, believe it or not, of the atomic resonance to open up the ion channels. Now, you have to have the minerals in your body. If you don't take our Albion chelated minerals and the cofactor, uh, uh, activated, bioactivated supplements, which, by the way, none of the other companies have. Even the good companies like Biogenesis, Designs for Health, and Metagenics and Allergy Research and so on. Uh, these companies don't have all the supplements activated. They have it in a pre-activated form. Ours are different. They're all activated, bioavailable, and have a long exposure in the body we call biodynamics. Now, you have to have those present, but once you have the harmonic resonant frequencies, so not only is the Sonic Life the best exercise machine, because it's a vertical, non-traumatic exercise, I can tell you. At first, I thought, hey, this isn't hard. So I ended on level three. You know what happened when I put it up to level five? Wow. I tell you, my body felt like I'd been out for a long, like when I was younger, and I'd go out for a long run, like five, ten, twenty miles. I felt like my body, like, you had a workout, sucker. <laughs> I didn't know right away, because it wasn't traumatic. But I couldn't believe my muscles acted like, you really worked us out because for a tenth of a second, we're at 3.6 G, which is like all of a sudden I just moved to Jupiter. People don't know this when they actually exercise in a sonic life machine. And then when you're pumping in the atomic frequencies to absorb the nutrients, and I'm working on another project where um, I can actually get somebody in a oscilloscope 
they can download the frequencies from their their injured areas, whether it's their eyes or joints. And I'll actually, on a consultation, generate a treatment frequency <coughs> just for them to actually do a noise-canceling frequency to actually turn off the disjunctive disharmonic frequencies that sustain their illness. Um, they, in other words, are these, are these frequencies all under 200, or are they in the uh, zero to 100 range or 20 range? Whereabouts are these frequencies? Uh, I think the the majority of the important ones are low frequencies, but there's other frequencies which we call harmonics at higher frequency notes. Remember, these are all like uh, like musical notes, and you can actually use harmonics and higher frequencies. You actually can hear the sound. So, one of the things we do in music, we can actually take the frequencies that are subharmonics. So you can't hear them. You can feel them though. And you can actually use a harmonic uh, octave higher and higher, like the seventh octave or fifth octave, and you can hear the the musical note to your physical ears because you're going to hear, you know, some from five to twenty thousand hertz usually. Uh, right. You know, I have unusual hearing. When they tested me back in in grade five, I could hear in the range beyond a, a, a dog. I could hear beyond dog range, which is not wow. superhuman. So I I don't have superhuman sight, but I have superhuman hearing. I can hear through concrete walls. <laughs> and frequencies as high as a wild animal, which is you know I wonder I got really big ears maybe that's it. <laughs> yeah, well there's an entire there's an entire study I know there's a lot of studies go into subsonic frequencies they go below 18 hertz. Well they are they well it's not just below 18. If you look at the atomic resonant frequencies and I have them all actually Linus Pauling worked them out the atomic resonant frequency numbers they're all under 200 hertz. Right. And if you take an octave of them, you can go up, you know, 10, 20,000 hertz, but you're taking with higher octaves, like the fifth or seventh octave, you can actually hear a sound. Now, the important thing to understand is that everything in the body is basically an informational hologram. Right. And healthy tissue as well as disease tissue. And without the hologram, we call the biophoton light. The genes don't know how to interpret or even turn on and off the genes to actually make your organ structure and function regenerate every day. So in other words, there's a hologram, so if I infuse the right hologram, I can take tissue and do a 3D printing of a heart or a limb. And what my goal is to actually circumscribe with patents and my technology how to actually 3D print, say, limbs for our soldiers that have had a limb blown off. We'll grow the limb in a laboratory, and once it grows large enough, we'll transplant it back onto the vet with their own stem cells tissue, so there'll be no rejection. Right. My idea is to actually transplant eyes back into people or even parts of their cortex. If they had a tumor removal, we could actually transplant part of their own brain tissue if they had, let's say, left frontal lobe removed from a, osteo, from a multicentric astroglioma. We'll actually transplant brain tissue back in uh, to them of their own tissue type so there's no rejection. Amazing. Just amazing. Yeah. Now, you have to imagine things first before you can create it. And we're going from the dreamer phase, which we had over the last 38 years of been researching this, to where right now I can actually take, if someone gives me their oscilloscopic, and I can tell them what oscilloscope to get now and hook up on their computer, they can get some microcurrent pads and actually pull the oscilloscopic frequencies off and send them to me, and I can manipulate the frequencies uh, in using, you know, it's like Bose technology, noise-canceling technology, I can actually create a microcurrent frequency. And you can infuse it multiple ways. You can put it through microcurrent. You can put it through a flicker of an of a lumen photon machine. You can put it through a microcurrent acupuncture needle. So an acupuncturist in China or here can use my technology to actually turn off the, the qi, the abnormal qi energy that sustains the disease state. I've actually worked with the atomic quantum physics of how every disease state actually has a disharmonic frequency that maintains it. Right. 
Wow. That's pretty cool. Hey, now, this is Star Trek stuff. It means also, not only based on the Russian technology, because I got the Metapathia Russian machine now, I can, right today, I can pull off the harmonic resonant uh, nose load frequencies and download it to an MP3 player. I put it right in my phone. <laughs> I can transfer it to my OneDrive, and I can then compress that frequency down and play it while you're on the Sonic Life machine. Yeah, oh, so I can do that today. That's not five years from now. That's today. So with the oscilloscope, is the frequency readings going to be different in different parts of the body? Oh, of course. Now, here, here's the thing. I talked to Dr. Kondrat the other day, and he's one of the top guys in microcurrent. He, he runs marathons. This guy's in his 60s, and he goes with his wife, and they, they run marathons. Now, he's an old guy. But he's considered what we call the black box to a doc, you know. So other guys are having terrible times, muscle cramps, inflammation. This guy's running 60 miles a day or whatever it is. And he's in the 60s, okay? And, and whenever he gets sore his muscles, he slaps on the microcurrent, just turns on, stop the muscle cramp. Oh, it's not going to work. It's inflammation. Turn it to inflammation frequency. And we're talking about microamps. We're not talking about high current. We're talking about specific frequency to increase ATP in the tissue, alkalinize it, and turn on the genes to actually activate healing and regeneration and oxygenation. That's pretty damn cool. Now, FDA has approved microcurrent for regenerating heart muscle after a heart transplant or a heart attack, uh, for organ regeneration, for facial. If you ever want to go to a facial therapist, they all have microcurrent. Now, you have to understand the best way to deliver this is not to have to go to a therapist and put little pads here and there, do laser therapy with a color laser and so on, where you have to pay this enormous fees to go there every so many days for so many minutes. It's to have a machine where you stand on it and exercise for 10 minutes once or twice a day, and you put the frequencies through, and it pumps it through as a sound and a magnetic flux field through the woofers. That simple. There you go. You got it. You got That's it. why your machine is the best out there. There's lots of ways of doing it, but they can contact me, and I know we're trying to get the links up. But Sonic Life, and, of course, we're going to talk about the CBD oil nanotechnology that I have all the links up on my site now on Nutramedical.com. You can find it. This is the cannabinol receptors that heal your body. Hawaii. machine this is amazing and if they you know we don't have the links up yet but see you contact me i'll get you transferred on to jim cole we can get you purchasing or leasing a sonic life machine literally this will get your body back into shape and also send the harmonic frequencies in for healing absolutely and it means you can do all this stuff at home you don't have to go to a therapist and spend a fortune you can do it all home at your own time and the neat thing is the machine is so efficient. Ten minutes will do the trick. Right. Yeah, and just in, in moving lymphatic fluid and, and toning and tightening internal muscles, I mean, there's no other way that you could. Well, I can, I, I can tell you after going on the machine, and I've had a triplanar machine, a DKN from uh, Italy, American and Los Angeles. We've had the Vibraslim and other ones before. This is a whole different technology. You can actually feel the different frequencies working on different muscle groups in your body, literally by just standing on it. And I have therapeutic resistance bands bolted through the ceiling through an athletic bar, the kind of you know, the athletes do when they spin around doing athletic things at the Olympics. 
I have an Olympic athletic bar bolted through the ceiling with these resistance bands. And I can tell you, it tightens up everything so efficiently, whether it's your shoulders, you can feel even different arm muscles where it's like, hey, it's in my arms. It's almost like uh, spooky because it actually goes to different parts of your body, like your neck is now in your butt. It's like, hey, my butt's exercising without me doing anything. Now, if you're starting to do squats or crunches or whatever, while you're on the machine or push-ups, imagine if you're doing push-ups with, say, X number of frequency cycles per second on top of you doing the push-up. You've amplified how many push-ups you've done by, let's say, 17 or 20 or 31 times per minute. It's mind-boggling how much that affects the Golgi tendon apparatus and the physiological response of the tissue without trauma, without damaging connective tissue. Because remember, a lot of the problem with exercise is you've got damaged tissue every time you exercise. You don't get that with the sonic life, which is kind of amazing, isn't it? Yeah, and I, and I would even have people do uh, isometric contractions and, and have, like, you know, you know what, air guitar, where they would just do air weight and just do isometric contractions while they're... In that harmonic yeah. frequency. Yeah, yeah, and you can even use uh, small hand weights, or what I like is the resistance bands. The resistance yeah. band means you don't have a weight. Like, you know, when they talk about this, uh, these exercise uh, things where they, they throw weights over their head and they do really extreme stuff, and the amount of injuries is just mind-boggling. I can't tell you how many people have called me and said, Doc, I was doing this extreme, you know, exercise at this fitness center, and they had me throwing a 30-pound ball weight up over my head and it crashed in my skull and fractured my skull. I'm thinking, yeah, that's probably a bad idea. Or I tore my shoulders apart and now my orthopedic surgeon's got to repair them. Duh. Or I ruptured a disc in my back because I did some violent activity that my exercise therapist wanted me to do, and I blew a disc in my back. I said, are you kidding? Why are you, are you surprised at that? Now, a percentage of people are going to get away with for a period of time, but eventually you're going to blow something because you've got micro tears of tissue by doing violent explosive exercise. It's not physiologically good. It might make you increase muscle strength and so on for a period of time until you get enough cumulative micro injury. What do you think sidelines most athletes? Accumulated micro injuries eventually rupture shoulder capsules, uh, ACL, PCL joints, or rotator cuffs, or whatever the hell it is. And so I call it the Gronkowski effect. You know Gronkowski, the super athlete for the Patriots? He's a mess. He's, a, he's, a, he's a, a, a sports invalid because he's torn himself apart. His muscles are so big, and he's such a, a beast that he literally exceeds the tensile strength of his connective tissue. Why does he think he's going to be able to do the stuff he does forever and not have a consequence? And these people that do these extreme exercises and the fitness so-called experts, these are knuckleheads. These are idiots. You have to do a non-traumatic exercise that stimulates the Golgi tendon apparatus and the physiological response for example, if you've got a young athlete at 24, do you know that their tensile strength of their connective tissues isn't even at its peak until their mid-30s to late-30s? Right. Most athletes are already out of the athletic range by that time, but they've ripped something all the heck, and you see it in high school, and they're doing something, they build up all these muscles in grade 12 or first or second year college. Then they go and get an injury, and then they're screwed because the orthopedic surgeon starts to whip out their menisci and do other things. Yeah. So before so, before I got uh, what I do now, I also owned a gym up in Oregon for about uh, 18, 20 years. And right. when I sold my gym several years ago, it became a CrossFit gym. And that's where they're flipping tractor tires and they're just doing crazy stuff to the extreme. I, I, I think the people at CrossFit have got their wires crossing their brain. These are, really? are, are people that don't know any physics. They don't know anything about connective tissues and collagen. 
They don't know anything about stem cell regeneration of tissues and tensile strengths, which you can test in the laboratory if you needed to on an animal. We did a, a CrossFit type thing on an animal and tested their tensile strength by dissecting them. You'd find what you're doing is freaking stupid. But you know, uh, like Einstein says, genius is quantifiable, stupidity is limitless. I don't consider myself smart. You know what I consider myself? Inquisitive. I drive my wife, my kids, everybody I'm in contact with crazy by asking them questions. Bill, please, it's a fire hose of questions. Why ask so many questions? I said, and now two weeks from now on my birthday, which is Midnight Valentine's, I'll be 66. And I consider myself a 63-year-old, three-year-old. In other words, I'm not planning to be forever. I'm going to stay a three-year-old for the rest of my life means I'm going to be inquisitive of adults, and I am now have a vocabulary, so I'm going to ask questions that most people would have common sense and decency wouldn't ask, and it's embarrassing. And what I realized is most of the things I was taught, whether it's in church, in university, or in public life, is plain horse manure. Everything I've been taught and everything I've been told about the world is a lie, pretty well. Except things like in the Bible. Well, things you have to interpret if you use common sense and decency, and a few scientists that are truly, you know, the world is not changed by committees, it's changed by individuals, like Nikola Tesla and, uh, you know, uh, Albert Einstein and Maxwell Planck and other people. It's not changed by committees. It's not changed by cultic groups or so-called universities. It's changed by individuals. And what people have to start understanding is what's going on. For example, look at the government's approach toward the flu. Look at the government's approach toward cannabidols. We have Jeff Sessions wanted to make, you know, marijuana illegal. Well, marijuana is not the problem. Delta 9 THC is 7% of the population are going to get psychotic. But if you take hemp oil, your entire nervous system and your autonomic nervous system that's driving you in distress is cannabidol receptors. So we now have this new product that you introduced me to, which is a nanotech cannabidol oil that's the most absorbed technology in the world, better than anybody else's. And if you go to, to shop, you can go down to CBD nanotech cannabinol oil, and you can actually not only join it, you can actually become uh, a business partner downline and actually promote it to other people. This is the only product that I have on my site that's actually multi-level because I'm very, very picky about that kind of thing. And we had some other multi-levels in the past, and eh, they just didn't work out. The problem is you have to have a superior product that has technology that nobody else has anything even like it. And we have other anti-stress uh, products like our Stress2Go and our 5-HTP, but the cannabidol receptors, in fact, I contacted a research firm connected with the University of San Diego that has their own supplement that's a cannabidol extract. But this is even better. And it's it's completely approved by the federal government. It's not going to ever come under the, the purview of Jeff Sessions and the, uh, and the regulatory or police authorities. It doesn't have any hallucinogenic molecules in it. It'll help to modulate pain, your immune system, and turning off things like uh, glaucoma or hypertension or stress response to the nervous system or insomnia. Uh, tell us more about what it does to people. What, what, what kind of testimonies have had taking the CBD oil? Oh, you, can, you can Google. Someone told me about uh, several weeks ago or a month ago to Google any condition you can think of and put in uh, with CBD, and there has been a study on it. And, and I've just been amazed at everything that CBD addresses in the human body. And a lot of it is immune function. It's part of the. It's completely ignored part of the uh, hormonal and, and and autonomic nervous system. The cannabinol receptors are freaking everywhere, from your skin and their pain receptors that regulate your pain gate, uh, to the uh, central receptors that regulate hormone release in your hypothalamus and pituitary gland. 
It's yeah. crazy, isn't it? Yeah, no, and if, and if anybody, I've, I've studied so much on this and read so much, and the research has gone on uh, since the 60s. So this, so this has been being researched for almost 60 years, and it's only been legal here for the last three or four years. So it's just an amazing, amazing molecule. Yeah, do you know what's funny? It's, it's been legal in Canada for about 50 years. Do you know that right. there's a product called Chemet that basically is a little powder, but it's not as good as this because it's not a nanotech uh, absorption technology. It's just the... The Delta 9 THC free powder. Right. This is the nanotech super absorbed form of hemp oil that will actually reset all your receptors and turn off stress all through your body. So, uh, Sonic Life and now the CBD nanotech technology through Jim Cole. Um, we'll have uh, Harley Schlanger on next. He's had to move around his schedule so he's not on Friday tomorrow. He'll here today. And uh, Vince Finelli and USA Prepares coming up. Tomorrow, firing line, get your questions in and get your orders in. If you want us to be around, you have to support us. Don't run around and think you're going to get better elsewhere. You won't. I guarantee it. If you need to contact me, contact free. Email drbilldeagle at hotmail.com, drbilldeaglemd at gmail. Back in a moment. That can improve your focus, your memory, your sleep. A catalyst to improve your brain chemistry. Dr. Bill's Cognition Plus is truly the smarter in an hour pill. A combination of amino acids, trace minerals, and B vitamins, Cognition Plus is made with specialized herbal extracts that will enhance and support brain function. Our customers say, I feel more focused. My memory's getting better. I can work longer with more useful hours. Power up your neurotransmitters that have been depleted, like dopamine and norepinephrine. Simulate the release of others, like serotonin and oxytocin. Improve circulation and energy production. Protect your mind and your loved ones today. Order Dr. Bill Deagle's Cognition Plus at 888-212-8871 or go online to NutriMedical.com. That's 888-212-8871 or NutriMedical.com. And listen to the NutriMedical Report on the Genesis Radio Network with open lines every weekday. NutriMedical.com, bringing nutrition and medicine together. 